in this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Mark chapter 9, verses 42 through 50, where I'll ask the question, is sin really that serious? Mark chapter 9, verses 42 through 50 says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourself and be at peace with one another. Jesus teaches this lesson about temptations to sin after John had pointed out that there were some disciples of John who weren't joining them and they weren't participating with them and they were casting out demons in Jesus' name, but they weren't really following along with Jesus and he wanted that to be put a stop to, to be shut down. But Jesus said, no, you don't have to do that because if they're not against us, then they're for us. And after he says, if they're not against us, they're for us, he goes into this conversation about temptations to sin. And I think he's speaking to John about this. He's saying, it's a temptation to sin. It's a temptation for you to fall into sin just because people aren't doing everything exactly like you're doing. And he uses a couple of examples to talk about temptations to sin and why sin is such a serious thing. With all this in mind, here are three thoughts from Mark chapter 9, verses 42 through 50. Thought number one, millstones. Jesus says it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and for you to be thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to sin. And given the context, it seems like one of the little ones, maybe it's a child or maybe these folks who were working but weren't necessarily a part of Jesus' ministry, weren't necessarily one of the disciples or in the group that's following Jesus around but are still speaking in a way that's kind of positive toward the kingdom of God, the little ones might be them. The idea is simple. It's better for you to die than it is for you to be actively tempting others to sin. It would be better for you to die in a violent, horrifying way than for you to be actively tempting others into sinful behavior. This gives us a little bit of an indication of the severity of sin. Thought number two, body parts. Jesus goes through and he says, if one of your body parts is causing you to sin, you would be better off removing that body part and entering into life than keeping that body part and entering into death. He says that if your eye is causing you to sin, pull it out. If your hand's causing you to sin, cut it off. If your foot is causing you to sin, chop that thing off and throw it to the side. He says that about all of these different limbs that we have, all these different body parts that we have, to illustrate the point that sin is so severe that it would be better for you to lose a body part, to lose functionality in the here and now, than to be condemned in an everlasting way. Jesus is pointing out that our lives today 
are temporary. The existence that we experience now, the life we have now, is not the same as that which we are entering into. The future life, the life in the resurrection, or the life eternal in condemnation, these things are far more significant than whether or not we have full functionality in this life. Thought number three, restraint. Jesus wraps up his statement here with talk about saltiness. And I think what's going on is the talk about saltiness is essentially the idea of restraint, that you ought to be actively refraining from sin, that you should be having restraint in your everyday life, that you should be exhibiting holy behavior, because once you abandon all of that, how are you going to be made right again? He's pointing out that under the law, there is no real way to definitively be right before God. That once the salt has lost its saltiness, meaning once that you have lost that which is good about you, once it's gone, once you have sinned, how are you going to be made whole again? He's pointing out that the law is incapable of making you salty again. It's incapable of putting you back into the proper relationship with God. And all of this is a part of his overarching ministry. You see, you and I, we have lost our saltiness. You and I, we have not properly practiced restraint. But Christ has. He has restrained himself from doing that which is evil. And because of that, he is able to take our sins upon himself and experience the punishment for them so that we might inherit his righteousness. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Mark chapters 9 and 10. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.